It's episode 956. This is the Relevant Podcast here in Orlando. I'm your host, Cameron Strang. And joining me from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Nashville, Tennessee, Relevant Senior Editor, Tyler Huckabee. Howdy. Derek is out this week. Sorry, Derek fans. And from Austin, Texas, author, speaker, podcaster, Jamie Ivey. Hey, guys. Hey, can I ask a quick question before we dive in? How many, and this is geared towards uh, particularly uh, Jamie and Tyler, that when Clark, when when Cameron introduced us, how tempted were both of you guys, instead of giving your normal greeting, to go, keep your name out of your mouth? <laughs> oh, I had zero temptation to do that. Oh I my almost did. I was thinking about it all morning. Then I was like, no, no. Okay. Too soon. I'll at least make yeah. reference to the joke. I was oh, trying to see where you're going to go with this one, Jesse. Keep- and <laughs> despite the fact that this is the only thing anyone's talking about, I did not see it coming I, because it feels like it was a hundred years ago. It was a hundred years ago. It shifted though. It shifted from funny memes yeah. for the first 24 hours to now the think pieces are rolling out. And yeah. I'm just like, come memes. on. Yeah. No, yeah. But, but he, here's what this is. This is a take that I, I feel pretty safe, you know, kind of standing behind. My take is not about comedy and violence and yes. and personal jokes. Yes. My take is, I don't know when the next time we will have a completely shared cultural experience yes. where within minutes of something happening that almost everyone is either getting a text message or because I wasn't mm. watching the Oscars at the time. I was watching um, uh, uh, I you, you and all of America it. weren't watching. It was the second lowest rated Oscars it. ever. I, I was, was watching. Too. I, I was too, live. I watched, but it's our yeah. job. It it's our job to watch it. Nobody else watched it. They all watched yeah. it on Twitter. But, but but either way, within minutes of the Will Smith thing happening, or at least within an hour, yeah, the whole world knew about yes. it. And I was trying to think of like we, you know, ever since like the advent of the internet, we've kind of seen what cultural prognosticators have called the death of the monoculture, where it used to be there was three channels and everyone was watching mm-hmm. the same thing all the time. That if you walked in the water cooler and we're like, hey, do you believe I love Lucy? last night everybody watched it right there was a monoculture we all had similar shared experiences now with technology everything's deviated so i could say hey did you watch only murders in the building last night no i was watching a show about a vegan murderer i you know whatever right like it's different there are i don't think she murdered anybody she just stole money from her workers i haven't seen it yet i'm 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 not in there yet we we all we, we don't even know what you're really talking about. I do. That's I, how dead I, the it's up next for is. me. It's up next for me. <laughs> yeah, but either it's way, good. it's good. E- either way, but but what I was thinking, like this is maybe one of the last ones. Vegans where, don't murder. And, That's their whole point. Just have <laughs> <yeah. laughs> they murder plants. They don't murder animals. But it is very rare. It is very like it's exceedingly rare. You don't hear about a vegan serial killer. Vegans don't murder. I'm not talking about the vegan. He's talking about (laughs) shared cultural experiences. Oh, 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 oh. where like like, I feel like. Although I agree on that point point too. Yeah, (laughs) I mean there could be. We don't know. I don't trust them. I'll tell you that. Um, Why would they not murder an animal? But they would murder humans. They don't murder. That's a whole vegan thing. We don't even want to milk from a being. They, They. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, either, either, you know, I, I only watched the first episode. 
episode and I was assume it was leaving leading to murder because I've been conditioned by true crime podcasts and <laughs> other true. Netflix specials. No, you know what it led to? It, it led to they bounced some checks. Oh no. Okay. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah. It did seem it did seem kind of low stakes at first. Like, no, 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 you know, the dude was weird. If you enjoyed the the Twitter swindler yeah. miniseries, it's that. It's that. It's about like emotional, mental manipulation over time. This weird yeah. grift. She was. Was she a victim? Was she in on it? Da, da, da. It's interesting. Just like the Twitter swindler stuff was interesting, but there is no vegan murders. So just that well, way. Well, well, like I. But all that to say is, I feel like there these shared experiences yeah. uh, are becoming increasingly rare. I think they'll. I think they they kind of run the gamut from things like January six. Like everyone's watching. We got at the same a, we time. got Osama bin Laden. Yeah, <laughs> a, but, but then one. there was, but then, but then there was like the dress, like just a legitimately mm. viral the moment. Where, yeah, yeah the dress where thing, everyone yeah. was looking at the dress of the same. I remember in college, it was uh, uh, a balloon boy. You guys remember the balloon boy yeah. thing? Mm-hmm. Where oh, yeah. on live television news, yeah. there's like this balloon homemade contraption floating over like the Utah desert, and there's like a little like hatch or like a, a, a little like <laughs> uh, box yeah. at the bottom, and everyone's like, "Oh my gosh, they're not sure if a kid is hiding in there." <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and the whole country, the whole country stopped what they're doing and ended up being a hoax, right? Yeah. The, the parents right. got in a lot of trouble because the kid was hanging at the house. Yeah. <laughs> but the whole country awesome just stopped. Like everything, it didn't matter what profession, it cut through class lines, it cut through like just, just every kind of, you know, uh, a social division. And everyone's like, dude, I got to pee. I got I to gotta turn on this C- on CNN and watch this balloon boy thing, sh- how this is going to shake out. It was the same way with the slap. It was like, this is one of maybe the last times where we will all collectively unplanned text each other and everyone's just watching and everyone has an opinion about it. I, it, I again, we, we can dissect and it's being dissected, you know, all of the, the moral implications of, of the whole incident, but it, it could be one of the last times we all just share something weird together at the same time. All right. Well, we have a great show in store for you coming up later uh, for King and country joins us. It's one of our favorite bands. We've covered them a lot over the years. Uh, and also, we have a very special What's Jesse Thinking at, at the end of the show. But speaking of cultural, shared cultural moments, stay tuned right now. Up next, it's The Buzz. You're listening to Baseball Game. The song is Crocodile Tears. I thought there was no crying in baseball. Season four of The Chosen is in theaters now, and the reviews that count are in. Amazing. Did not disappoint. Flurry of emotions. It was powerful, heartbreaking, uplifting. You have got to come and see it. It is a message for everybody. I highly recommend that you come out and see The Chosen season four. Episodes one through three of The Chosen season four are in theaters till February 14th. So visit thechosenriseup.com and get your tickets now. That's thechosenriseup.com for tickets today. Okay, it's time for Relevant Buzz. Please welcome to the show Relevant Associate Editor Downtown, Emily Brown, telling us what's happening this week at the intersection of faith and culture. Hey, Emily. Hey, y'all. All right, so what's going on this week? Uh, we got a lot to get to today. So uh, what I want to start off with is something that I can't believe I'm bringing to the table because 
I've talked extensively how I do not like NFTs, but oh. what I, I thought, want to mention, I, I thought you were going to bring Taylor Swift slander or something like I shocking. That <laughs> I, Emily, would, I would never, would never, never do that. I would, on record. I would never do that. Taylor, <laughs> Dr. Taylor Swift. I would never say that. Um, no, I am unfortunately going to talk about NFTs because there is a new service called eternal prayer, uh, that promises to commemorate your prayers for all of eternity on the blockchain. That's oh, right. No. You can turn your prayers into an oh, NFT because, you right. know, that's where we're at in the world. Uh -huh. um, for the price of nineteen ninety nine, you can turn your prayers into an NFT, um, <laughs> which is just great there because last time I heard prayer was still free. Wow. So I didn't get the memo that it changed. But this is good to know. <laughs> Um, like if your prayer your, gets answered, do you get half your money back or something? Like it doesn't need to stay up there any longer. Idea. I know oh, yeah, right? it's an irrelevant yeah. prayer if it's been answered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah or something. Oh, or, or yeah. Back. Speaking of discounts, uh, I just want to know that there is an early Easter sale for fifteen percent <laughs> oh off with the code Pray to Jesus. No, so, no. Oh wow. Um, okay, okay. This hopefully will be the last <laughs> NFT buzz item ever because. I, have y'all noticed? Like my Twitter timeline does not have NFTs on it anymore, and I didn't it really mute it. It fell off a cliff because yeah. so much fraud, so much fraud started happening. Like if you look at the bar graph of like its ascension and its absolute demise, like those NFT grifters uh, are left holding their bag right now. It's I think that that trend is. Over at least. Can the I ask version a question about saw. the eternal prayers? Who is getting our money? Great question. The blockchain. Um, according to the website, a Christian organization. <laughs> that's yeah. all they say. Okay. <laughs> that is Sounds a legit. man in his Sounds basement legit. that lives yeah. with his mom. Sounds legit. This is a Russian in his <laughs> yeah. basement. Yeah. There are, if you go to the website, there are um, some testimonies from real people. I'm using a lot of oh, air no. quotes on that. Like Sarah um, from Minnesota. Is that what it is? <laughs> like John T from yeah. Tennessee. Mm -hmm. And it's yeah. like, okay, sure. Um, but what's funny is some of them will say like, you know, I put my prayer on my NFT that, this product I'm working on would get investors. And the next day I got 20 emails and it's like, well, yeah, assuming this is real, they're selling your information to people. Like you're kind of, it's just, there's a lot of shadiness going on. At, at least with, at least with like the whole seed faith thing where they're like, Hey, plant a seed and you'll reap a hundredfold benefits into the ministry. At least they had like, at least the value proposition, even though I think was, is sort of insidious and, and a distortion of theology. I do. I, I think at least makes rational sense to a person like, Oh, well maybe that's how this whole thing works. I plant a $5 seed and God has to give me right. 50 in return somehow. Like at least I can like understand yeah. the logic of it even if I don't agree with it. This is what's in it for God here. Like, why does he need the prayer authenticated on the blockchain? I thought he's omniscient. Like that should take care of all this cross-checking that's happening that he would know. And what's the worst case scenario? If he, if God somehow got confused about who was the oh, originator no. of this prayer, just answer it for a lot of people. I don't think they're going to be that. I just want to also point out, the, you are limited to 250 words per oh, prayer. Okay. Oh, okay. So that yeah, is also well, important to keep in mind. Yeah, yeah. sure, sure. So yeah. you are, so I'm going Woo. from something that is free that I can do as much and as I limitless. want. With no, no word count <laughs> to, to something that has a 250 word count and that I could maybe get 10% off if I have the early 15, Easter sale code. 15. 15%. 15. Oh, okay. 15. Pray All right, to that's Jesus. Better. That's good. This is a, this is a net loss 
across the board for me, but this hopefully it's a, a game for God. <laughs> uh, this is why Christians shouldn't be involved in technology. Christians ruin our nice things. Just leave NFTs alone. All right. <laughs> I do hope this is the downfall of NFT, though. That's what yeah. my prayer is. Well, I don't is. think this, this single thing is... Prayer in. <laughs> this is representative of the downfall of NFTs because the grifters right. have joined yeah. the scene, you know? And, and no, the, I'm going to say, I'm going to make my NFT prayer that this is the end of oh, NFTs. Oh, got it. Okay, perfect. <gasps> we should all put our money Let's together. We should put Let's our money together and write up a prayer request and see how it, where it goes out. Like, we don't tell anyone about it. It's just between, you know, the... the <laughs> Six yeah. of us here well, and see what happens. Sure. sure. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Yeah. All right. What else you got? Well, our next item of business is about an award show that I know everyone's been talking about all week. <laughs> uh, that's right. The Grammys are this weekend. Oh, yeah. So the other award yeah. show. Let's give it up. <laughs> yeah. A, well, what the, other the award shows yeah. will we be talking about? The bar has been <laughs> yeah. set pretty high for conversation <laughs> topics coming out of the Grammys. Yeah. yeah. They are going to have some high moments, hopefully. It was, and to, to be fair, we are recording this before the Grammys happened. Yeah, and we many don't of know. you are listening to this after the Grammys happened. So if anybody got slapped by Questlove <laughs> or anything like that, <laughs> yeah. we don't yeah. know. Questlove would not. He would never. <laughs> I think the he Grammys. Look, I think the Grammys are going to be a hit. <laughs> no, that was I actually really liked that. Billie um, Eilish beat all of BTS up on stage, oh, just no. one after the other. The, bang, the, bang. the Grammys <laughs> are a hit. The Oscars were a slap. I lo- okay. Oh, okay. Right. If right. you're offended by that joke, just turn the other cheek. That's all <laughs> oh I can God. say. All right. This is what's the, what's the news this. about the Grammys? Oh. <laughs> The big news about the Grammys that I think a lot of people will be interested in is that Maverick City Music was actually announced as a performer at the Grammys. And so they will, I don't know what song they're singing, but they're leading worship, um, which is just really interesting that on a night where you have people like Olivia Rodrigo, BTS, Lil Nas X, you're also going to have Maverick City Music. Um, And what's really exciting is uh, it looks like it's been about 20 years since there was any sort of like gospel performance uh, at the Grammys. So, you know, it's a long time coming, but uh, I think it'll be really good. And I'm excited to hear kind of like the energy that they bring and what they're going to. Yeah. I love Maverick. Who played 20 years ago? Carmen. Who would it have been? It was, it was, uh, it was Cece. Oh, the CC Linens okay. with, oh, uh, cool. with Brian McKnight. It was like a gospel. There's like four yeah. people. Yeah. I remember that. I was going to say, I would like to point out that um, Kirk Franklin and Chance the Rapper did have a performance of How Great back in 2017. And I personally had a spiritual experience mm-hmm. with that. That was so. amazing. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. It was very This is where good. the Grammys, so, like little demarcations of genre get really mm-hmm. confused. Like yeah. it doesn't make any, because that was by any definition a gospel performance. Except for the Grammys definition, which has all their weird and very archaic rules around what counts as a new artist or a rock mm-hmm. band or a pop art. Like it, yeah. it's they are so badly in need of that's a been an up. issue even for Maverick City, just like on their social media over the years, like just even with the Billboard yeah. charts and stuff. Like they'll They've release a song it. that is straight up CCM or straight up worship, and they get put in the gospel category. And they're like, "Well, mm-hmm. there's really no element of this song that's gospel. Is it just because Chandler's black? You know, like that, that kind of a thing." And it's so, like, and, yeah. so they, yeah. they straddle a whole lot of categories. And I think they're nominated in several categories this year too. So, 
we'll were see. nominated for all four categories. All four. Gospel, wow. Christian, yeah, Christian, Christian mm-hmm. song, Christian album, gospel song. Gospel That's awesome. Album. Yeah. yeah, but 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 what is the? Di- I, mean, I, I guess there's no point in trying to you know figure no. it out. But you know what is the distinction between their Christian album designation and their gospel? You know, obviously it's well, not on the Billboard charts. Content. It's two very different genres and radio formats. You yeah. know, black, you know, black gospel is is a very distinct yeah. category from contemporary Christian music. Maverick City is saying like, don't don't just silo us over in gospel. Like we're making music that's broader than that. And so, and, and rightfully so they were fighting that label mm-hmm. early in their career. I think they've superseded it at this point, but when they were first coming out, they were getting categorized for chart reasons and radio reasons as gospel. And it was lim- limiting their ability to be heard on broader uh, Christian radio, you know? So it used to just be one category. I think it was like gospel Christian and then maybe 2015 or 16. I might be wrong on that. They split it up into like Christian, and I think the idea is like Christian pop versus gospel. And I do think there's probably like a pretty significant racial element to that, but obviously they can't say yeah. that. So they created a bunch of very strange uh, rules around what counts as gospel, what counts as Christian. And it's, as we see now, it creates some complications. Last year, Tori Kelly won the gospel category. I mean, right. and, and her yeah, style so is gospel singing. Strange. So it's definitely not uh-huh. just race based, but anyway. Uh-huh. All right. What else you got? Um, well, you know, I mentioned Chance Rapper earlier, and he actually just had a really beautiful new song that he just dropped called Child of God. Um, and we have a clip of it here. Just do your thing, child. Do your thing. Truth be told, I got the ball on a string. Carried away to the world, but it came with some handles. I drag it to the basket. Moses with the passage. Safely, Lord God, please make an example. I tried to break shackles, now they ankles in shambles. I can't expect them to be grateful and thankful. They thought I had a manual like Hansel. Leave your plans in man's hands and it gets manhandled. And it's just a really beautiful song. Um, you know, he he hits on just this idea that, you know, we have our identities and we have the things that we're doing and sometimes we doubt it. But um, the chorus of just do your thing, child, just do your thing, I think is like a really important message for a lot of people to hear. And it's really I love I'm one. I just love Chance. But I also love that, you know, like we were just talking about, he is not necessarily categorized as a Christian artist, but he is talking about these Christian elements and sharing his faith with a really wide audience. And I think that's very important to highlight. And we, you know, and we tweeted our admiration for this new single and Mm -hmm. Chance admired our admiration, retweeting relevant multiple times as we covered this new single. So yeah, the love is a circular here. We love him. He loves us loving him. (laughs) And then we love that he loved us loving him. And then we talk about us loving him again. So it's a picture. It's a picture of the gospel. It's very profound. Yeah, it's it's a yeah it's very, very analogous. I do like and, that song, and I know, I know Tyler, Emily, or or whoever wrote the tweet there. I know you're not taking credit for Chance's Emily success, did. Yeah. but Emily, I think most of the success he's achieved is because of that. I tweet, agree with that. You know, I wasn't going to say it, but I'm glad yeah. someone. Congratulations! Did. Congratulations! Way to go, and and Emily, you know, you don't know this, but Chance hit me up and he told me he was inspired to write this song because of the tweet that you <laughs> send to Taylor Swift in a reply every time she tweets. 
you go, child. You do your thing, child. <laughs> and he was like, you know what? I'm going to capture this support that Emily has for Taylor Swift. And I'm going to put yeah, this in the you know, song. I honestly probably have tweeted that to her. At some point. <laughs> you, go, you go, child. You go, child. Maybe not child. She's older than me. But I probably could have said, you yeah. go, girl. I you love go, you and I support you. You go, do your thing. I support you. <laughs> Chance was really impacted by that support. Mm, and he wanted yeah. to write yeah. about I it. I want so. that sort of fandom. That's, put it in that's song the form. admiration I want my fans. All right. Well, there's a lot more where that came from. That's just a little taste of the stuff that we're covering every day over at relevantmagazine.com. Uh, for the latest of what's happening at faith, intersection of faith and culture, check it out. Follow, follow us on all the socials and make sure that relevantmagazine.com is part of your daily web browsing. Thanks, Emily. Thanks, guys. Bye. All right. Stay tuned. Up next for King and Country. Join us. to F.A. The song is Kiwi. If you're trying to find it, it's not the letters F and A. It's E-F-E with a little like tilde over the second E. Anyway, I think I said it right. Well, Relevant has a lot happening this year and we don't want you to miss a thing. Make sure to sign up for our newsletter right there on the front page at relevantmagazine.com and we'll send you our top five trending stories sent to your inbox every weekday. We'll also send you a weekly a podcast newsletter with the latest episodes, some uh, fan extras, and first peeks at the new shows that we're going to be rolling out throughout this year. Make sure to sign up. It's the best way to keep in touch with everything we got going on. Well, our guest today is for King and Country. Brothers Luke and Joel Smallbone uh, are the Christian pop duo behind hits like Together and God Only Knows. They just dropped their brand new album, What Are We Waiting For? And they are out on tour right now with uh, Dante Bo. They sat down with our downtown Emily Brown to discuss how their music helps them be honest and how they remain hopeful for the future. Here's our conversation with For King and Country. We both know what it's like to be her. to talk to you about your new album um, which is called What Are We Waiting For? which is a very bold question to ask so I want to know what were y'all thinking and like processing through while you were creating this album? Well, you know the distance between what you hope a record to feel and sound and look like and what it actually ends up being can there can be a great divide in between those two no matter how it, we sort of carry on and it's received, I think the, the key for us is we're, we are very proud of the work that we've all done. And we say, say that with the recognition that there were so many songwriters and so many producers and musicians and, and so on that brought this album to life. Um, we've kind of said that the album's three parts. It's spiritual, uh, but sort of by nature. Um, it's a family album. There's a lot of songs that really kind of ended up speaking to family. And then it's a global album, songs like Together or Unity or Relate and so on. Kind of looking at where we've been and where we're going. And so What Are We Waiting For as a title just seemed very um, 
not only indicative of the work, but it also felt like it found this balance of saying, hey, this is not about me. This is not about you. This is about us. This is not necessarily about where we've been, although that's the backdrop and we should recognize that. But this is so much more about the possibility of where we could go. like this idea of looking towards the future as well um especially when you know i think things are you know when we look at it now it is not very hopeful um and so you know i think there is a lot about looking to the future that um can just kind of provide like a different sense of joy so uh, i'd love to know like what do you think the future looks like not only for yourselves but like like you're saying for your families and for the world and even the church and stuff what what do you Mm. hope for i guess maybe that we're waiting for well, I think to, to, to a degree, um, I've heard a lot of people say, man, I'm just so ready for things to get back to normal. And uh, and I think that I get that to a point, but I also think that for most everybody, that they actually want to get back to normal, but bring along with all the things that we've learned over the last two years. And so I think for, for uh, us, when it comes to the future, I, man, I... I would, will be the first to put up my hand that the pandemic revealed that the amount of busyness and the amount of um, the, the amount that I celebrate busyness uh, and just, you know, when somebody, hey, how are things going? Man, I'm really busy. And we're like, good for you. Well, it's mm-hmm. actually the thing that affects my family. It's the thing that affects my, my wife. It's the thing that affects my kids. It's the, the thing that affects my soul. And so I, I want to be, I think, going into the future. Um, I want to recognize when I'm I'm in a little bit of the rat race, you know, when I'm in I'm in that little hamster wheel, and I I want to I want to be someone who actually can put a stop to it. So my, my hope is, is that, you know, for, you know, even when it comes to that question of what are we waiting for, that I'm going to bring those those things with me in the future. And I also think for others, I think even for the church, there's a lot of bit, there's been a lot of dreams. There's been a lot of things that have lain dormant in people's lives. And the pandemic, I think, revealed like, wow, life is truly that as fragile as I thought. Mm-hmm. So why aren't I doing some of the things that I'm passionate about? Mm. Why aren't I doing? Mm. Why aren't I acting out on some of the things that God's given me and only me talents for? Um, I, my hope is is that we will be much the same as we go forward. That we'll take the things that we feel that God has given us and uh, really put them. I mean, use is an interesting word, but to put the, put them into action yeah. in the uh, in the coming you know months in the coming years. I love that. And I love that you um, mentioned dreams because I think that is something that so many people have recognized as um, the pandemic's brought about all these things that they want to do or that they would like to do in the future. But um, I think a lot of people, they get really scared and they feel really stuck. So, you know, what encouragement would you have with someone who has recognized a dream, but they're not sure how to go about achieving that? Well, I think something that we're really grappling with right now is sort of our 
individualistic mindset, as we'll call it, that it's a sort of have it your way, it's my life, it's my truth, you know. Um, and yet it seems as though so much of what not only, you know, Jesus Christ was driving at, but, but where actually true satisfaction and happiness is found is in um, a, a wider group of of people and and in and that's been one of the great losses of the pandemic hasn't it that we've been sort of physically isolated from that group of people you know for king country is is really the the i think one of the things that makes it work is is the fact that it is this conglomerate of a bunch of family members a bunch of different people coming together to make this thing up and there's a lot of trust that happens and honestly there's a great um, deeper understanding of yourself inside a, a, a group. As far as unrealized dreams, I think, well, first of all, we, we find that it, it, it's sad when dreams are unrealized. And there's so much of that, you know. So many companies that were started over the last two years or restaurants or, you know, musicians that we watched to sort of start something in, in the worst time in human history in our lifetime, you could probably start something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think retooling that dream and going, hey, what if this is not just my dream? What if this is, what if this is just, uh, it's beyond me? What if this is, you know, this is a calling? What if this is, what if there are other people that, you know, should be part of this thing? What if, um, what if it's not just about individualism and conquering my own self, but it's actually about being part of the greater good? Um, I love that you, you know, bring in family so much. Obviously, family is very important to y'all. Um, and I know even on your album, you had a song um, about, or you've had a couple songs about your family. So I'm just curious, you know, how has the pandemic changed your relationship or your view with family, if at all? Mm. Well, I think the pandemic made it very obvious that we take family for granted. Just, just it is what it is. That 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 statement plain, to plain, me, plain and simple. You just started to realize that some of the things that we enjoyed some of those conversations that were super encouraging. Um, and some of those just everyday interactions, we, we just took for granted. Yeah. And I think for, for us, unsung hero specifically was written, a, written about, obviously I've, I've said it's 75% about our mother and 25% <laughs> about dad. That's um, <laughs> um, a new thing. Uh, and, uh, and so I, uh, I you know, it, some of these opportunities that you have, um, our parents are still here. And I think that some of these things we wanted to say while mm. we're, they're still here. Mm. And that's why we, that's why we wrote the song, you know, it, it, for our mother, our mom did all of the invisible things that were everything to us. She taught us how to love God. She taught us how to love people. Uh, she told us self-control. You know, she taught it, taught us patience, all the things that in some cases that we just, we think are really important when you're seven, you know, six, seven and eight. And then all of a sudden we don't talk about really much anymore. Those were the things that make who we are today. And we're still mm-hmm. flawed individuals, but those are the things that enable us to write songs. Those are the things that enable us to, to maybe do the nine days that we've just had over the last little while that are very, very hectic, but yet she was invisible pretty much through the entire thing. And in some cases, you know, it says it in the Bible, you know, the invisible is actually what is most important. And I think that um, that's been our mother. That's been our father. And uh, they're here with us. 
and the, that song illustrates basically the things that we wanted to to say to them while while they can they can still um, understand and to be able to hear them from us now. That was for King and Country. Make sure to check out their new album, What Are We Waiting For? And uh, check out their tour if they're coming near you. All right, stay tuned up next. It's What's Jesse Thinking? You're listening to the Tierras. The song is They Don't See Us. Okay, it's time for... What's Jesse thinking? Huh? All right, Jesse. It's been a while. I, you know, a few weeks, a month. I don't know how long it's been. What are you thinking about these days? I'm thinking about, uh, y- you know, how brilliant, unintentionally brilliant, uh, some sitcom writers are for pitching inventions that would actually be awesome in real life. And the reason I started thinking about this is because of a YouTube channel called Unnecessary Inventions, where this, you know, kind of dude with a 3D printer and lots of time on his hands just makes weird stuff. Well, he decided to take some inspiration from Michael Scott and David Wallace. Now, you guys may remember uh, a famous subplot of The Office where David Wallace is removed as the CFO of Dunder Mifflin Uh and decides to embark on his new journey to create a device called Suck It with his son that uh, is basically a vacuum cleaner that picks up toys. It sounds ridiculous, but as aficionados of the show, spoiler alert, no, uh, David Wallace ends up a very rich man because of Suck It. And uh, for some reason, I think he, he ends up selling it to the U.S. government for military purposes or whatever. But either way, there was this guy and he was like, hey, you know, I I, I want to see if there's any validity to this. But he, he he got a little bit more nuanced in it because one of his previous unnecessary invention was uh, uh, an invention called Lego socks, which were special socks you could wear around the house if you have a child that plays oh with Legos gosh. that has a padding that will prevent you from, from injuring your foot uh, on Legos. If, you, if y'all, as a Lego person... I, I mean, I literally have an active set being built right now that I do. My son yeah. does it. Um, the, the, if you've ever barefoot stepped on a Lego brick, it is the most... It sounds like you're stepping on a pebble. No, it's, no. Yeah. it is the most excruciating pain. And, and it comes out of nowhere. You didn't know it was coming. And it's just all of a sudden, <laughs> like you crumble to the ground. So Especially in the dark, him. in the middle of the oh. night, when you're going to get that glass of water. I mean, oh, yeah. it's just the worst. Oh, Good for him. I, I need Lego socks. I was one time looked at a, a Reddit thread of just people ranking the worst toys to step on in the middle of the night. <laughs> Lego came to only behind a small little metal fighter jet toy okay. with like fins mm-hmm. and points and little missiles. Okay, I can that see was that. pretty bad. Yeah. That. But the Lego's sneakier because if you've got carpet or a rug, it can hide yeah. in it. Yeah. The, the plane you're going to see. Pick it up. 
you know, whatever, yeah. clean up yeah. the room. That Lego brick could live on and get you well after that Lego set is put away, you know? So. And, and oh, yeah. I just like to give a little freedom to anyone's listening. I, I can't tell you how many Legos I threw away because I'm not picking those up and putting them where they oh, go. Wow. I st- oh, oh, it's in the trash. You're, you're that kind of mom. I am that kind of mom. expensive. Pick your stuff up. And if I step on it, I'm throwing it away. They could... That's oh, an important, I I'm throwing that piece. away. I'm throwing Nerf bullets away. Uh, all the Nerf That's bullets. A, Nerf bullets, fine. But but that I am a big believer on keeping sets intact. I'm I'm the Will Will Ferrell character from the Lego Movie. I believe in the proper vision of the creator. You know, um, so I'll put it on the shelf or something like that. If my kid comes and plays with it and breaks it and like a little piece flies off or whatever, we are going to regather those pieces so I can rebuild and recreate the perfect set again. You're throwing away a couple random pieces. I Listen, can't rebuild that set. I'm not throwing away pieces that like a grown man is working on and it stays on his shelf. These are four and two year old boys who throw all their crap everywhere. And then, in the, I mean, this is a long time ago for me. Got it. Got and it, got then it. I'm just, I'm sorry, it's gone. Well, you know, each of those bricks is like 10 cents. You're throwing away cash money, right? I mean, they hold their value Save too. for my sanity. Okay. Well, I hey, listen. I uh I have good news for you, Jamie. You no longer have to throw them away because of this invention, which it it sounds like, oh, I can make a vacuum that sucks up Legos, but there was a tremendous amount of thought. And this individual owns a 3D printer and it involves magnets and all these things, but essentially he created this like filtration tube for a shop vac that has different um sort of layers. Okay. And between those layers are almost like these large filters that he made in 3D printer with holes of different sure. size. So it actually separates and organizes the Legos wow. as it's sucking them up. So when you're done, in this big cylinder tube is the Legos organized by shape and size just from vacuuming it up. Now, it's a really cool invention. It was inspired, he says, by uh, David Wallace's Suck It, but it got me thinking. Um, what are some other sitcom inventions that I think would be legitimately awesome okay. if they came to real life? And I have a small okay. list. I know one. I know one. I'm going to predict one. But I won't give it away. It you right can now. do your list. I just, I, I, okay. I'll, okay. I, I'll write it down. I, okay. I can't think of anything off the dome. Like, I can't think of any sitcom inventions. Get ready. Okay. Get ready. I don't have anything to write it down on. How do I, how do I do? <laughs> oh. Oh, well. the, the text it to Tyler. Text, text, text it to me. We trust okay. you. We trust you. Yeah. Okay, so so the, the most obvious, the most obvious, I think, is uh, St- Stevens. Stephen Miracles, <laughs> cool guy machine. I knew it. You and I are the same. Transforms his molecules from <laughs> Stephen Urkel to Stefan Stefan Urkel. Stephon Urkel. Now, now the yeah. only thing is that's a little outside. You know that we're kind of going to the sci-fi it. realm. But okay. here, okay, here are some other ones that uh, I I would like to see in real life. One is obvious. Uh, a couple from Parks and Rec was prolific with the amount of inventions they just oh, casually yeah. mentioned. One is is cones of Dunshire. Tom Haverford, Dunshire. Yeah, sure. yeah. Cones, cones of, of Dunshire. I feel like I would legitimately want to play and just kind of learn the nuances. I'm surprised. Maybe that is. I didn't look. Maybe someone's made cones of Dunshire and you can buy it. Um, it's but, a board game that Ben did on a sabbatical. If it doesn't Jamie. have the Adam Scott seal of approval on it, it's like, got I would that, need him to play it. It's got and, that Settlers of Catan kind of vibe, you know, yeah, like yeah. just nerd alert. Like Settlers sort of meets Dungeons and Dragons, maybe. Like it looks pretty involved. Yeah. If it seems complicated, but you just have to remember it's all about the cones. Okay. But, okay. Dude, you could, you, every episode, Tom Haberford tells about a new business invention. Well, and I, I identified two that I think, um, I think we, I would want to see one is snail mail the escargot delivery service because why doesn't that exist especially in the COVID era you know okay first of all it's called 
Postmates or Uber Eats. You could just order escargot from a restaurant. Or specializes in escargot. Yeah. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's think about this escargot situation. Escargot is only edible when it has piping hot melted butter, garlic butter in mm-hmm. it, right? It's surrounded yeah. or it's sitting in a piping hot. What is the first thing to cool off during the car ride would be that butter. You're going to get this congealed, tepid. Ugh. Goo. Snail. Snail. That's why you need a specialized. That's why you need a specialized because you could they can transport it in some make sort of like special carrier, heated, you know, oven. They could maybe yeah. make it well, as okay. they're delivering Domino's, it. You yeah, know? Domino's okay. has these bags okay. that look like NASA invented them. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. They're basically right. cooking the pizza in the car. Yeah, you know? and Postmates isn't going to have that, so that's why we need a specialized snail service exactly. called snail mail. I snail like mail. it. Okay, yeah, okay. Right. Yeah. You sold this me. one. This one, I I honestly am shocked doesn't exist. Yogurt Platinum, a gourmet alcoholic yogurt. It just seems like someone. It's. It seems like like I don't know if you guys have noticed this. Platinum. <laughs> I like platinum. But oh it my seems gosh. like there's been this cycle that happened for a while where initially people were just injecting random products with protein. It would be like now right. your chocolate milk contains you know 50 grams of protein, or I'm buying like a piece of candy you know with protein. Then it went to like CBD where it's like oh the, the, now this this uh, you know Mountain Dew is infused with CBD. Yeah. Now people are just straight up. I think that's the opposite. I think the CBD would mellow you off the caffeine. I don't think Mountain Dew and CBD would be a You would think, but they're just putting CBD in In everything. Yeah. It's like Red Bull and vodka, I guess. It's like the up and the down together make it. Yeah. Where where they've run out of protein and CBD and whatever random things. They're just going to start straight up throwing alcohol and yogurt at this point. I like the name though, yogurt platinum. That's I funny. like yogurt platinum. Okay, yeah. I have I have two from uh, I have two from Thirty Rock. One is Kathy Geis. She was, I believe, one of the executives at uh, GM. Uh-huh. Or she, she liked cats. She was yeah. the daughter of Don Geis, and she became the president when Don retired. She and had, she was yeah. not capable. She had an idea for a hug machine for the elderly, Aww. and it was just a machine that issues hugs to lonely people. Now they implied that it crushed an elderly woman to death, but still. <laughs> I think we live in a time oh, no. in COVID where if you're out. lonely, if you're lonely, you can have a yogurt platinum and get a hug machine. It's not Pixar. Hug. It's a Disney animated movie that had the big white kind of marshmallow pillow guy. Yeah. Um, oh, Big Hero 6. Big yeah. Hero 6. He was yeah. he was kind of a companion. He would monitor your health, give you hugs. Uh, they they kind of invented that in that movie. Yeah, that could work. Yeah. 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 Okay. So the other one, uh, uh, Jack Donaghy. This is probably the best idea on the list. Jack Donaghy one time, this is from 30 Rock, uh, suggested a transparent toaster that gives you a clear view of the bread's crispiness. So the sides of the toaster are, are transparent, either glass or some sort of plastic. Because that is the worst part of of, of toast and toast. The, the different breads, different oats. That they, the the, the transparent Dude, somebody toasters. on Twitter yesterday said, "Why haven't they invented a, a toaster with a window on the side, Jack which would be Donnie? the exact same?" And because you can do a window on an oven, they have the glass that can be heat resistant enough. Yeah, I, Jack Donaghy's. I don't. The whole thing doesn't need to be invisible or clear, Just but you window. do need a window. Yeah. You need a window. Yeah. Or a little periscope or something to look in there. <laughs> like a reverse periscope. Because I have to like look at the top half inch that I can see yeah. from the top and kind of gauge it. Like, and are I we know good? they tell you not to do this, but whenever I'm looking in that top little slot and I can't get a good angle, I'm jabbing forks down there to Jesse, try to push the Jesse, don't. That makes me side. so nervous. Don't worry. Don't I worry. I, I use out. metal ones, not plastic. Oh, awesome. I don't want it to melt in there and ruin my toast. Um, 
Okay, another one is uh, Ryan uh, from The Office. I actually thought Wolf was a good idea. It was his alert system where if someone's trying to get a hold of you, it'll ring every device at one time, even a fax machine. I think we've all been in a situation where we can't get a hold of somebody, and Wolf would have come in handy. Dude, I have iCloud kind of has that. My my my, I'm hearing. I get a message on our office chat, or I get a text, or I get an email. I hear dings throughout my house, like all my Apple yes. devices are alerting me. It's actually a little stressful, you know. It's like I'm just trying to get a sandwich in the kitchen and the office is talking to me and it's like i can't you know so i, I am anti-wolf well, I, I think i need to unplug more yeah well f- fair enough um uh if you unplug maybe you can just hang out with your your uh, local kitty cat and but be sure to put on a pair of kitten mittens from oh, the always sunny <laughs> uh-huh. this was another really great idea from always sunny who's always hatching great plots but they were mittens for kittens, so they don't scratch you, because uh, Charlie oh. was getting uh, uh, pretty scratched up by some feral cats he brought. So in. it's not it's not mittens that you wear to like pet it and it like desheds the cat or something like that. It's mittens for the kitten. Honestly, that's Got a it. great idea too. <laughs> they have that. Yeah. They, they have that's, they have gloves you can put on yes. that has like little like comb things, and you can. So these were mittens that you put on the kitten. You don't want them yeah. scratching. That so kitten is going to attack you as you're trying to get mittens. They have animal socks. They have these. Has anyone ever met a cat, though, that's just going to leisurely lay in your lap while you put mittens on their feet? I feel like they're going to yeah, freak cats are the out. Worst. Cats are yeah, the worst. No, I doubt it. I, I just typed in uh, cat socks and it's it's a bunch of human socks with like cat prints and cat oh, faces yeah. on them. So, yeah, it's you know, kind of like, hard to Google, which is like kitten mittens. Yeah. Kitten mittens. Very specific. It's, it's, it's great. Yeah. But but either way, there are, I think you know America's sitcom writers, uh, you know, could potentially, you know, just hold a lot of solutions to problems that we have in everyday life with their inventions. Also, if you type in kitten mittens, yes, clips from that show come up, but also a whole lot of human mittens with little cat whiskers on them, or cat paws on them, or cat designs on them. So there's a lot of crazy people out there who like to wear cat pictures, apparently. <laughs> So <laughs> that could be a well, whole cottage industry, though. Like you go to kittenmittens.com, you've got mittens for cats, you've got mittens for people with cats on them. Like you could choose your from the drop down like menu. Shop. A lot of different. Exactly. Yeah. It could be a whole, it could be a, a pretty big for umbrella. All your cat apparel needs. Uh, How, about exactly. this? How about this? Remember at like Bed Bath and Beyond? Maybe I haven't been to Bed Bath and Beyond in quite some time. Um, but I remember. You know, at, I haven't either, but every time I go, it's like going to Costco. It I is didn't like Costco, know I needed right. that, but I need that now. I didn't know this existed, but I'm walking out of here with this. Yeah, I love, I love it. I just they, never they have they have more little devices, useful devices that it's main. It's thing the as seen like on TV infomercial cup. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. That was my point. At Bed Bath and Beyond, they have a, like an as seen on TV section. Yeah. What if we had as seen mm-hmm. on your favorite show section where I can go buy the the transparent toaster or the kitten mittens or my own cones of Dunshire? I could test out yogurt platinum. Them or or any that, of these that would be the weird little corner in the back that would be the beyond so you yeah. have your bed oh, stuff yeah. your bath stuff and then jesse's little corner in the back of that's the beyond yeah i like it well i don't know who i gotta call <laughs> shark tank this call up cubes i think he's in jesse i i initially said when you said this like i couldn't think of any sitcom inventions yeah. but over yeah. the course of you talking about this i've probably come up with 10 like oh yeah, yeah. and that show did that that's like there is a whole this could be an online store we well, are sitting on money Wow. I feel like when, when sitcom writers like just get in a ditch and they're like, I don't know what other subplots. We've had every love triangle possible uh-huh. on the show. It's like they have two moves. One is to introduce like 
uh, you know, a, a nephew or or a monkey. Remember, there was like a year on Friends. We just had Marcel the monkey. Like, we, right. okay, we're out of ideas. We have to have a monkey character now. Or they uh, 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 a, a character just starts making wacky inventions. Like when they run out of ideas. Seinfeld was, you know, number one culprit in this. If they ran out of like relatable plots, they would just have Kramer invent some wacky business idea or invention like an oil bladder sure, or sure, something. Sure. It was just, we're out of ideas. Let's have a kooky character invent something like a coffee table book with coffee table legs. Also, also his oil bladder invention idea was brilliant and they should do it. Yeah. The idea was that he would take oil tankers and on the inside of the oil tanker where they would fill the tanker with oil, he would line the interior with a rubber seal. Yeah. So then if it ever had a crash or a puncture to the hole, the rubber would not be broken and the oil would not leak out of the boat. Brilliant. Spray foam. Just do it. Like, why Why haven't we done this? I know it's taken Kramer's so portrayed to be this wacko. The oil bladder was genius. Even Dwight was, Schrute. He had, he had an invention where you could get, I think it was 12, I think it was two dozen sliders off a horse without killing the animal. And it was just <laughs> lots of, it just take a wacky character and let them invent weird stuff. And it's just sitcom 101. When you run out of ideas. It's a, a sustainable it. food. I mean, like he's saying, you don't have to slaughter the horse. My machine will just take... 20 little sliders off the horse. The horse will repair itself in time. And then it's regenerating just like trees regenerate. We don't have to slaughter all the animals. This is great for the environment and sustainable food supply. Yeah. It's brilliant. But we then we have section. to eat horse burgers. But you know. we, we need a section of the store. We're just sitcom inventions. That's what I've been thinking. That's the beyond. It makes sense. Now the name finally works. And Bad Bath and Beyond. In. I love it. All right. Yeah. Well, that'll do it for... Jesse thinking. Oh. Hey, before we wrap it up, I want to thank for King and Country for joining us today. Make sure to check out their new album, What Are We Waiting For? It's out now. And uh, check out their tour if it's coming near you. They're a great show. Uh, also, while you're at the website, make sure to check out our spring issue of Relevant. And, you know, subscription or uh, Relevant Plus subscribers get the enhanced version. It's incredible to look at. It's beautiful design. But there is a version on our website for free as well. We've got amazing conversations with Ryan Reynolds, Judah Lyon, Bob Goff, Channing Tatum, Brooke Ligertwood, Madison Pruitt. There's a ton in the issue. Go check it out now. It's available for free at RelevantMagazine.com. Also, while you're at the site, or if you register for the site, uh, not only do you unlock extra articles each month, but you can sign up. Uh, for our daily newsletter. It brings you our top five trending stories in your inbox every morning. It's a great way to keep in touch with what's going on. And the better way to keep in touch with everything we're putting out is follow Relevant on all the socials. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. You name it, we're there. Uh, follow us. It's good good times. Good times. On the note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Jamie Ivey. I'm Tyler Huckabee. And we'll see you... Next time. I don't know how to end it anymore. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> soon. All right. We'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Check out our features, interviews, and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com. And make sure to follow Relevant on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest. For more great podcasts, browse the shows on the Relevant Podcast Network, which you can find at our site. 
And while you're there, don't miss the all-new era of Relevant Magazine. A new issue releases every other month at relevantmagazine.com. If you're offended by that joke, just turn the other cheek. Relevant Podcast Network. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 